Time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. Good morning and welcome to the St. Mary Healthline here on WBCB. Terrific to be with you. This morning we're joined by Henry Trumbo, a doctor of pharmacy, the clinical pharmacy manager at St. Mary Medical Center. Good morning, Henry. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good. Thanks for having me. Well, great to be with you. And uh, tell me a little bit about your background, about what brought you here to St. Mary. Okay. Yeah, I went to the Philadelphia College of Pharmacy and Science uh, to become a pharmacist. Uh, now that's known as the University of Sciences in Philadelphia. And while I was in school there, I started working at Mercy Hospital in West Philadelphia. And subsequently, I graduated with my degree and became a pharmacist and started working at Mercy Philly. Um, as a pharmacist, and in 2007, I transitioned to St. Mary Medical Center, doing the same position as I did there. And uh, tri- you know, we're part of Trinity Health, and both hospitals are in the same system. So it was, uh, you know, a, a move within the system. Even at that time, at that point, it was called Catholic Health East. Now it's Trinity. That was a pretty nice move. You moved from out of the city into the burbs out yeah. here, uh, St. Mary. It's a nice place. Uh, to to work, I know uh, a few years ago it was recognized as uh, one of the top places to work, and always gets high marks in that that regard. And a nice nice place to live. You, you move it up is. this area too. It is, yeah. I I live in Warrington, uh, but I grew up in farmland in Schuylkill County, and uh, so when I went to college, I was certainly uh, exposed to all things city uh, for a good uh, ten years there, and um, and continued to travel into the city to work. Even though I had always, uh, even when I worked at Mercy Philly as a pharmacist in t- starting in '99, I had lived, uh, you know, in in Bucks County, north of the city, and, and commuted in at that point. Nice. So, getting to know Harry Trumbo here, uh, Farm Farm D at St. Mary. So, being in Philly, did you become uh, a Philly sports fan? WBCB, we carry the Phillies, we carry the Eagles, we do a Philadelphia Flyers show. Always been a lifelong Phillies fan, so uh, yeah, absolutely. That was uh, and it was a big year when I started in college. The Phillies were, it was nineteen ninety three, so Whoa. they were having a great season. Yeah, yes. so that was a uh, you know worlds colliding and a and a dream come true for me to be that close to the to the game because really I only got to go to a game you know once or twice a year maybe because it was uh, it was a far drive. So, so uh, tell tell us a little bit about um, the state of pharmacy on a hospital campus. Um, right now, that is, I mean, it seems like that's kind of a new thing to have a pharmacy at the hospital. Yeah, so there's, there's basically two kinds of, uh, of pharmacies that, that typically function at a, at a facility. You have an inpatient pharmacy, which has always been here. We, the inpatient pharmacy supplies medications to uh, the patients that are inside the hospital, um, right whether they're at a bed or in the operating room or in the emergency department. That, that, that department deals with that. And I have dual roles here. I'm actually the clinical pharmacy manager on the inpatient side and the pharmacy manager of our, our outpatient pharmacy called the St. Clair Pharmacy as well. So I kind of have dual roles here. Um, so I'm in both worlds. And then it, it's relatively newer, uh, I would say, in the last 10 years. It's more common to have a retail pharmacy on site um, to help manage um, both colleagues that work here as well as uh, patients that are being discharged or visiting our medical office building here and, and visiting the physicians and getting 
uh, prescriptions that need to be filled. So, Well, one of the things we want to do this morning is talk about the Meds to Beds program. Yes. What is the Meds to Beds program? That sounds like uh, another thing you're going to have to do. You're already managing yeah. the, uh, the, the pharmacy on the inpatient side and uh, the, the pharmacy prescriptions going out uh, right. to, the, to the community. Yeah, we're ahead of the curve on this one. We've been doing this for um, about 10 years now. And uh, it really, the, the retail pharmacy is what helps drive that. Um, and basically, when somebody says meds to beds, it's, it's, it's pretty much what it sounds like. We are delivering medications to the bedside with the intention of those being prescriptions that are going to go home with the patient. They're bottled, they're labeled differently, and they come from a, a retail pharmacy, a pharmacy that's licensed to dispense medications to the public. Uh, the inpatient pharmacy is not licensed to do that. They, their limitation is, is giving medications to patients that are in the, uh, you know, admitted in, inside the hospital. So um, we provide that service. So again, when a patient is uh, about to go home, um, they're going to have their medications ready to go for them. Transitions in care is a, is a, is a buzzword nowadays. Where, and and that, all that means is so, various points of uh, a patient being at the medical center, whether they're being coming to the emergency department, being admitted, being transferred between uh, one location to another in the hospital, going to the operating uh, operating room, going back from the operating room, um, or eventually, you know, hopefully leaving the hospital, being discharged. Those are time periods where uh, medications. Uh, there's a lot of changes that happen to them, and uh, there's a lot of potential for errors, mistakes to happen. Um, doses to be, you know, written down incorrectly, duplicate therapies. So uh, it's important to have pharmacy heavily involved in those transitions to smooth that over. And, uh, again, one of the biggest things when you're leaving the hospital, you're in the hospital because you don't feel well. You're probably stressed out and mentally your your mind's going 100 miles an hour thinking of everything that you have to do. Uh, when you have to go home, uh, while you're in the hospital, folks were taking care of you, you know, giving you food. Everything is is managed for you while you're in the hospital. So when the second you're getting discharged, it suddenly it hits you that um, I'm going to be potentially on my own. Some, you know, maybe you have a caregiver or a family member that's going to help you or a friend. But getting your medications is going to be the first hurdle for you to, uh, you know, to overcome the second you get discharged because you're going to need those medications to either treat the new problem that they found while you're in the hospital or um, to continue to manage the, the issues that you had even before you came, you know, you could potentially be on chronic medications for cholesterol, blood pressure, whatever um, health issues that you, you have. So, so you, you don't want any mix-ups, that's for sure. And in those transition times, you potentially have uh, more possibilities of, of mix-ups and stuff like that. I and mean, is that pretty much the main reason why uh, the hospital has embarked in this uh, meds the beds program because it seems like a huge undertaking and it's got to be beneficial to both the patient and to the hospital. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a uh, I guess you could you could sit here all day and list all, all the reasons, but um, certainly you know for the hospital from the hospital perspective, uh, we don't want folks to be readmitted unnecessarily, and and uh, that's how hospitals are now scored and you know it's public information readmission rates and things like that. Uh, that being said, we feel if we do the best, you know, the best, give, provide the best care and do the best things for our patients, hopefully that translates into um, reducing readmissions. And, and again, somebody leaving here with their medications uh, sets them up, uh, you know, for success. Um, historically, if you go back in time, um, there's various segments of, of the population. Uh, for example, orthopedic surgery, the literature would show you that um, 
after orthopedic surgery, if you're not on an anticoagulant, um, you have a 50% chance of developing a blood clot. And historically, um, only about 50% of patients in some cases were actually getting their anticoagulation um, filled. So that was a big deal. And that was actually one of the areas that we um, launched this program with was orthopedic surgery. Patients having hip and knee replacement, we were um, filling their medications and, and sending them home with them before they, they left. That was one of the areas. And mother, baby, uh, new mothers um, going home with babies. And, yeah, you can imagine it's stressful. You have a, you have a new life you're responsible for. And potentially you have prescriptions that you have to pick up on the way home. So, so were they not a, taking the medicine, or you're the, the patient would get the prescription at the hospital? This is it could be a combination of both. Some, in some cases, they weren't even getting it filled, yeah. Um, and then other cases, they were getting it and, and, and potentially not taking it as, as prescribed. And, and uh, again, the, it, it, it certainly um, created challenges. And that wasn't really data here. That was just kind of a national look at some of the literature that said, there's a significant issue in people getting their medications filled. You can imagine if you're you're not very mobile or as mobile as you should be uh, after hip and knee replacement, uh, going out and getting your prescriptions is a challenge. Um, and certainly orthopedic surgery has changed over time. Now they, they, they are very aggressive in getting you up and walking much sooner than they probably were 10 years ago. So I think some of those problems, um, you know, it was a, a combination of things. But, um, that well, again, that was one of the areas that we really um, pushed for. And, again, a lot of the prescriptions that these patients leave on, it was pretty predictable, you know, Coumadin and Celebrex for, you know, Coumadin for anticoagulation, Celebrex for pain, et cetera, and inflammation. So we, we, we kind of knew what to expect before they were going home and we could have those things filled ahead of time. So we try to stay ahead of the game and, and know what's going on with patients so that we can uh, kind of work, work ahead and, and be ready for them when they are discharged. Because you can imagine with the, once they get discharged, there's not enough time to do all this. So we have to be ready for them when they're, when they're getting discharge so we kind of work ahead and doing that through the meds to beds program at st mary this is the st mary health line here on wbcb we're talking with farm d director excuse me doctor of pharmacy henry trumbo this morning and the clinical pharmacy manager uh so you mentioned you guys ahead of the curve a lot of things at st mary how long have you been doing uh meds to beds so it's probably around uh, 2009 somewhere in that time period where we um again started doing this with our um, mothers leaving, you know, going home with uh, newborns, as well as our orthopedic patients that were getting hip and knee replacements. So and, those are two big areas. And like the logistics of that would be you, a, a pharmacist, would visit at the bedside of each mother set to Correct. leave the hospital and uh, each orth- orthopedic patient who had gone through the procedure? Yep, it's, it's kind of a team effort. So, you know, the uh, physician or a nurse or any any caregiver that's involved with the patient can can ask them if they want to get their medications filled uh, by the pharmacy before they leave. Um, the mothers having babies and, and folks having um, surgery, a lot of times those are kind of planned ahead and they kind of know they're coming here. So for those patients, it becomes more of a, an interaction between um, uh, potentially the the caregivers at the at the time of these procedures before or after mm-hmm. kind of making arrange for arrangements for it even ahead of time they can start having conversations before they even come for the replacement their knee replacement or hip replacement do you want to have this service provided to you or if you're going to be having a a baby do you want to have your your medication so before you leave um, the other segment of of our world here with all the other patients they get admitted to the emergency department for example um, it's actually a question they get asked um, in the emergency room, um, not the first thing they get asked, but at a certain point when they're about to get admitted, 
uh, would you like to have your medications filled for you before you leave? So it is asked at a different point for different patients, but um, kind of the, the plan procedures, it, it, it kind of comes up sooner, potentially even before they get here. Uh, and, uh, but then once they're here, obviously, um, healthcare, uh, the other healthcare providers here uh, reach out to the pharmacy. And we certainly do some, some uh, scanning ourselves and, and go, go around and, and ask folks as well to, if they want the service. Henry Trumbo with us this morning on WBCB for the St. Mary Healthline. Uh, so now it's been expanded to all departments? So we, we pretty much can do meds to beds wherever patients are here. Uh, obviously, we have hot spots are, are the, where the volumes are the, the most significant. Um, that tends to be where, uh, you know, a lot of the action is. But there, there really is no limit to where we can to, to do it. We don't, um, we don't exclude anybody. Um, the emergency room sometimes can move at a faster pace, um, and we might not be able to keep up with, uh, if they're sending people out, we might not be able to get it there as quickly. That, that being said, in some cases, those patients can actually just really drive around the, the bend here and, uh, you know, on the other side of the medical center and, and get it filled as well. So we're, the emergency room is, I think, is probably the one area where um, the, the, just the pace of it is, is more difficult to manage. But the rest of the areas of the hospital, we, we do service as far as uh, meds to beds more routinely. It just sounds like it makes so much sense. As you said, those transition times, you know, you don't want any, any errors to occur. And um, meds to beds, another way, St. Mary is trying to... Uh, resolve those types of, of potential issues. Um, yeah, we have a significant advantage versus the, the retail pharmacy that's, you know, down the street. Uh, when when prescriptions are written um, from the hospital here, a, a provider writing a discharge uh, prescription, whether it's a physician, a nurse practitioner, um, if there's an issue with the way the prescription was written, um, a, you know, a dosing issue or something like that, it's really easy for our team here to reach out to the providers that work here. Right, um, right. The, the retail pharmacies down the road, they may not know which, you know, which group that nurse practitioner is with or, or maybe that person's not even working the day when they have to, you know, to try to get something clarified. So we, have, we, can, we can clean up those issues much easier than those other retail pharmacies. Not to say that they can't, but it, it's much easier for us to do it because we know with these people. We work with them every day. We see them in the hallway, maybe in the lunch line. So How, How's your handwriting, doctor? My, mine's good. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things but, that you hear those stories about uh, just like somebody misreading uh, somebody's uh, scribble. And, right. uh, again, you can kind of double-check and yeah. make sure. And one of the upgrades that we've done here, and it's, it's uh, more common as well in, in other hospitals as well, but I think we've kind of really force the hand here as far as uh, the meds to beds program. A lot of our prescriptions are now e-prescribed, so it's an electronic prescription to the pharmacy. From the computer system inside the hospital to our retail pharmacy eliminates that handwriting issue anyway and, and obviously makes it much much faster as well. But, you know, e-scripts can go elsewhere as well, but um, I think it's more common now. It's, it's an, an easier fix to, to solve that handwriting problem of years gone by, so... Feeling good this morning. All these safeguards in the system yep. as we talk with PharmD Henry Trumbo, a doctor of pharmacy here at St. Mary. This is the St. Mary Healthline. We're going to step aside here for just a little bit. We'll get back to I know you mentioned patients can opt into the service. We want to ask if that's a requirement, uh, if it's covered by insurance, those kind of uh, things. And uh, I, I guess um, try to get an idea, uh, Henry if you could compare what you guys do here at St. Mary with what an average, I don't know, big box pharmacy maybe does around the corner from a lot of people listening with us here today. It's the St. Mary Healthline on WBCB, and we're going to get right back to our discussion in just a bit. 
Dear neighbors, our hearts live to fix yours. The St. Mary Cardiovascular Team stands ready to save your life in ways that are safer, faster, less invasive, and sometimes extraordinary. You see, that's our mission, to treat you with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. Call 8447-ST-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash heart. Now open at the Franklin Institute, Marvel Universe of Superheroes. Explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props and costumes, and other rare materials. See how superheroes have evolved to reflect changing times, delve into fan culture, and learn more about the creators behind the story. Marvel Universe of Superheroes at the Franklin Institute, an exhibit for the hero and all of us. Get tickets today at fi.edu. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. Let's get back to our discussion here this morning. It's the St. Mary Healthline on WBCB. Henry Trumbo, PharmD, with us as we're talking about pharmacy stuff at St. Mary. So, talking about meds to beds. Do patients have to opt in? Uh, opt in. You mentioned uh, they sometimes are asked that question. As they part are of the process correct. They they are asked whether or not they want this service. We don't force it on anyone, so it, it really is up to the patient to to make that decision. The first time they're asked it is in the emergency department, as you can imagine. That's a stressful time period, and there's a lot. They're being asked a lot of questions, and and I think one of the frustrations they have sometimes is that doctors and nurses will ask them what medications they're on, uh, and then we have a um, a medication history technician that works in the emergency department as well, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And they're also responsible for going through the patient's medications and making sure that everything's accurate. And, and they will double-check them, cross-reference them with outside pharmacies using, you know, the computer system and technology to, to double-check that. So, oh, man, that's a fascinating subject in itself. So is they a whole database of um, past medical prescriptions that have been issued? Yeah, you can imagine. We, wow. we, can, look, we can look and see um, at least three, the last three months what things that they potentially have gotten filled. And that way when you're interviewing a patient... Um, you can imagine you're not going to be able to sit there potentially and name all the medications that you're on unless you, uh, you know, we encourage people to carry a list with them, but sometimes that doesn't always happen. So we, we do have to resort to double checking in the in the system and then confirming with them, like, do you still take this medication or that medication that, that you may have gotten filled in the last 90 or 120 days. So, um, but they are asked during that, you know, in that in the emergency department. But again, you might not be thinking about, um, how you want your medications handled when you leave at that point. You're, you're just worried about trying to get better and, and worried about potentially what's wrong with you and things like that. So it's not necessarily the thing that's on the forefront of your mind at that point in time, but we do ask it, and, and it really it's going to take that second or third um, you know, time to be asked whether or not you want it. Once you're a little bit more stable and you realize um, you know, at a certain point I'm going to be going home and what do I have to do? i got to get my medications. i got to arrange transportation, you know, potentially get food in the house if you've been in the hospital for a couple of days. So there's a lot of other things that you need to worry about. And this is just one less thing that they don't have to worry about. We can take care of it for them and, and set them up for, you know, potentially the first 30 days at home getting the, all their prescriptions filled. I think if that question was posed to me, I would wonder and might ask if it was covered by my insurance. I mean, do you get that that response quite a bit. So it it is a it is potentially a um, a barrier, but at St. Mary, this is there is no charge for this service. Um, 
this is just something that we we do it's it's uh you know it, it we we feel it's important and it's a value to the patient and and uh, again going back to what i said earlier some you know doing the right thing will hopefully uh get you get you good um results and get you the um uh, you know achieve the goals that you want to um uh achieve and again it's it's not there's no fee to to for us to do this uh we do obviously process prescriptions utilizing patients prescription plans but I think the other thing that we do here that separates us from, from uh, most facilities is that we do have an aggressive financial assistance program here whereby St. Mary will um, support you. If you have uh, the inability to pay, uh, a patient can you know, let a care manager know, like, I can't afford my medications, and, and that's where we, we definitely want to jump in. That's our mission is to make sure patients leave here with their medications. It's a, a huge part of our, our um, identity here as a Catholic medical center. Uh, to take care of the poor and and um, and folks that that are potentially underinsured or not insured at all. This morning here, uh, not to interrupt you, uh, doctor, but uh, want to pass along the website in case people want to take a look online and uh, see how uh, maybe more info about uh, some of the uh, the programs that we've been talking about this morning. Saintmaryhealthcare.org, and I'm sure they could find out uh, some more information about some of the assistance programs that uh, Doctor of Pharmacy Henry Trumbo was just talking about uh, just a few moments ago as St. Mary fulfills their mission to help improve the health of our communities. So I got my community pharmacy around the corner. How do, how do they compare to you guys as far as like total prescriptions filled? Could you give, I mean, I guess it depends on what pharmacy it is and uh, how big it is and what neighborhood it's in, but um, it, can you can you give us some comparisons? Yeah, you know, I, honestly, I don't know what the volumes are of, of some of these retail pharmacies in our in our neighborhood. I do, I, do, I know our numbers, obviously. Uh, we just completed an expansion of our pharmacy. We tripled the size of it, again, to have more storage space for medications so that we can actually have enough medications to send patients home with, so that was a big part of why we did our expansion. Uh, but there's days where we do uh, between five and six hundred prescriptions a day, and we're only open from you know seven thirty until five thirty. So in a small amount of time, our volume is pretty much uh, uh, potentially greater than some stores that are open uh, longer than us on the on the retail side. And I think um, you know I, patients that are coming to our pharmacy are really coming for their medications. There's not all the distractions of um, going to a a retail store where there's there's aisles and aisles of, of lots of other things to distract you and whatnot. I mean, I think when we're a destination for their medications and their and their healthcare, they're not going to be distracted by the candy aisle or, or other things and kind of forget about what, you know why they're at the pharmacy. So we're, we we really are focused on their their medications. Uh, we are much more aggressive than the average pharmacy as far as utilizing the uh, the various coupon programs to to get patients uh, to reduce their the dollars that they have to pay for the prescriptions. Uh, we, we do. Our pharmacists are very aggressive searching those things, and, and the average pharmacy does not um, do that. Um, you know, they, they potentially they could their time could be conflicted with other things. And I again, I don't work at those places, so I I don't I don't well, know I, enough about that. But I, I'll um, just say that their their mission is certainly a different one. Their their mission, you know, seem would seem to be revolving around the bottom line, as opposed to around the health of the community. Right. I I think uh, we obviously a strong focus of our mission here is to. Um, make sure patients get their medications, and it, it's not so much a financial transaction for us. I think it's it's a an added um, service here to try to drive the overall quality of, of St. Mary um, healthcare to our to our patients. 
and keep them out of the hospital for sure. So 500 prescriptions a day around or thereabouts. It on, sounds on a, like a, yeah, a on, spinning number yeah, of on pills. A, on a busy day, yeah, that can, it can be in the five to 600 range. Uh, other days, you know, you're, we're probably in the, in the 350 to 450 range. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it, every day is, is different. And uh, we're not open on Saturdays and Sundays. So uh, that can, you know, over the weekend when, when refills are called in, obviously that, that can make a Monday busier than uh, Tuesday, for example. But um, talk, talk a little bit more about that expansion. I mean, again, comparing uh, St. Mary and uh, what they have here as far as uh, opportunities for uh, pharmacy and what happens at your local pharmaceutical or uh, your local store on the corner, um, do you, with that expansion, you guys are actually able to, I would guess there's times when a store wouldn't have the medicines that someone would need. I mean, you don't have everything right at your fingertips, right? Right. You do see all different sizes and shapes of, of pharmacies nowadays. There, there's, very, there's, there's obviously big ones, and, and there's some that are, are smaller. I would say our retail space is probably, uh, the actual pharmacy space is probably bigger than the actual pharmacy space in uh, almost any other pharmacy that you'd walk in around here. Right. I could probably almost guarantee you that. So we do have a lot more room to store medications. Again, our, our mission, we have, you know, potentially 300-plus patients just sitting in our hospital waiting and potentially needing our medications. So we need to have more room because at any given point at a, in a retail pharmacy out in the, in the community, there's not 300 people lined up at the door waiting for prescriptions potentially. So we have to make sure that we can meet that, that need, and, 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 and certainly our volume would, um, would dictate that we, we, we can't, you know, owe them medications tomorrow. We're, we're in a different situation. We've got to make sure that we have the medications they need. Uh, when we did our expansion, again, to, to facilitate our meds-to-beds program, we, the, the hospital uh, um, allowed us to invest in some rapid-fill technology. So we have a, a machine that will actually count, label, and put the, uh, the cap on a bottle uh, with the pills already in it counted, uh, allowing us to get those medications up quicker. Uh, it's a significant expense to have a machine like that, but Again, it was the right thing to do for patient care here and, and uh, the overall mission of St. Mary. I, I would think, I mean, I, I hate to uh, be on the side of the machines, but I, I would think a machine probably is a little bit better counter than, than a human <laughs> being, right? Also, there's patient safety involved in that decision. Yeah, it, it does use some advanced technology, some lasers, some air, you know, and things like that to count. Uh, we feel that our, our, our human time is better served um, Having that personal interaction with patients, if you if we're utilizing their time counting medications and labeling, uh, it's less time they can do to to do the things that robots can't do, which is you know show compassion and empathy and and caring and and trying to understand patients' problems and and that's much better use of our employee time. Uh, that you you know you're not going to a robot can't give you that an automated phone call can't give you that. So we, we're trying to use our human time uh, better because we're in the human business here. And with the human touch, I think that's uh, the healing human touch here yep. of St. Mary. We're talking with Henry Trumbo, doctor of pharmacy, and uh, focusing on the Meds to Beds program. And we're almost through our St. Mary Healthline get-together this morning. But can you take us again through, like, the logistics, the process? Somebody comes in, um, you mentioned they get asked the question early in the process, and then is it at the very end that you guys, um, there's, a, there's a pharmacist there? 
at the bedside? Yeah, it's more so in the, I would say, in the middle. We're trying to, you know, we work with the, the nursing teams and try to figure out, okay, who's going to be going home and, and which patients would want this service. Um, if they're on St. Mary Financial Assistance, for example, uh, they need to use our pharmacy. Obviously, like CVS and Rite Aid are not going to be able to fill financial assistance medications because the patient would have to pay for it there. Our pharmacy obviously has the, you know, we're, we're the ones that would fill under that, um, you know, under that program. But, um, but yeah, usually in the middle, we try to, in the middle of the admission, we try to figure out who's going home and, and we can kind of organize our, our, ourselves as far as knowing what medications they need. If there's something that we have to order that's unique, potentially we, we can bring that in. Um, but yeah, and, and, you know, again, just to back up, I guess I didn't really say this uh, on an average month, we deliver to 500, on average, about 500 patients a month leave here with their medications and every patient potentially has three to five medications so we fill 1500 to 2200 medication uh, prescriptions a, a month just for these patients um leaving here and uh well, we're talking to the guy who uh, coordinates it all here this morning uh an amazing undertaking kind of but as you said you have a, a kind of a team approach and it, it is a team yeah we, anything and, else you want people to know about the meds to beds program uh or just in general what um, is happening here at St. Mary as far as just overall patient safety in that in the field of pharmacy. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, we got re- good, re- good news recently. Our, uh, the readmission rate for patients that utilize this service is only two point four percent, and that's, that's significantly lower than um, you know some other uh, populations here at, at all medical centers, not just at St. Mary. Um, y- your readmission rate can be significantly higher for certain conditions and. And situations, so the, you know, the more that this gets used, the you know, it, it certainly you'd have to think it's a good thing leaving here with your your medications, um, you know, before you, before you go home. So, uh, but we have a, a great team of, of, of pharmacists and technicians that, that make this happen. They have a passion for what they do, and it it's not really. I mean, I'm the I'm the voice here today, but it's it's really. Uh, I have a, a really great team that 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 makes this, um, you, you know. Uh, a reality. So well, here today on the on the health line, you get to take credit for it, and we really appreciate your time with us here. And then potentially one more yes. thing I, that I think is a uh, uh, can cause confusion for patients. They think that if they utilize the meds to beds program and get their prescriptions filled at our pharmacy, that we have to be their pharmacy forever, and that's not the case. Uh, obviously, we we relish the fact you know the opportunity to be their pharmacy forever and and provide that human touch, but. Um, you know, our, our first thing is just to make sure that they leave the, the, the hospital here with their medications. And if they have refills on the prescriptions, that can easily be transferred to their favorite pharmacy and their favorite pharmacist or technician. Uh, you know, we're, we're not asking them to give up their pharmacy, but uh, that, that first transition, we can certainly make that easier. And, and uh, again, they can go back to their own pharmacy if they want to, but we'd certainly welcome the opportunity as well to be there. Well, thank you for uh, the opportunity to talk with you this morning. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, you want to learn more about Meds to Beds or what we've been talking about, stmaryhealthcare.org. This has been the St. Mary Healthline here on WBCB.